0: Welcome to the Bro Nouveau Podcast, the podcast that models healthy communication for men, empowering them to start the journey of self-work. Now here's your host, Thomas Pierce. Hello, my friends, and welcome to this week's episode of the Bro Nouveau Podcast. It's your host, Thomas Pierce, here as always with a new episode to model healthy communication for men. My guest this week is Pete Taylor. He is an entrepreneur with a background in interior design and architecture, but about two years ago, he walked away from a successful business that he founded to form a new business in the men's work, men's wellness space called the Awakened Man Project. Pete and his two co-founders, one of whom, who is a psychologist, have created this community and platform of coaching and tools to help men improve their lives dramatically Give it up for Pete Taylor. Here this week with Pete Taylor. Uh, Pete is a new friend of mine, perhaps, <laughs> after we chat. But uh, Pete's in the men's workspace, uh, and uh, we're going to chat it up and hear about his story and the work he does and why he was inspired to, you know, move into a space helping more men with their lives. So, hey, Pete, welcome.
1: Hey, hey, dude. Hey, yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny you <laughs> say the word um, men's work. Uh-huh right cuz men men's work if you'd just said that word to me 2 years ago i'd have had no idea what you're talking about Great absolutely band. no idea yeah i thought <laughs> yeah, like, oh right yeah sounds sounds cool man is that uh, and and then i uh, and then actually like if you'd asked me maybe like 18 months ago i probably would have thought loads of guys in the woods like bashing drums half naked and cuddling yeah. each other i probably would have thought about that <laughs> um, but it's but men but now now i'm kind of in the world men's work is really i mean it's amazing it's amazing work right but it, it but it could also be whatever you want it to be
0: yeah yeah The 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 like pseudosexual naked stuff is there too for it it, it happens you know I, I it feels a little i don't know i don't want to bash anyone you know who's trying to do something positive for themselves and other people but it feels a little like extremist to me you know like we don't need to go that far necessarily there's a lot of edges we can find you know like in wherever we are we don't need to be at some like luxury retreat yeah
1: yeah i yeah i'm i i feel the same like hey look it's all good stuff, right? Like really? the the it, ha- it has a it has a purpose, and and, and there be there be guys and there will be girls that, that absolutely l- that, that love that um, that sphere of like men's work. Um, for 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 me and for us at the awakened man, um, we are we're like there's like the guys that are in the woods. Dr- bashing drums and in their pants and hugging and crying and then there's and then there's the the very very other end of the spectrum which is yeah. like the super super like alpha male mm-hmm. bash your chests and fucking this and fucking this and, and, and right and <laughs> i like i like to think that we we are we're not like bang in the middle but we're, we're like more to we're more towards a like stronger masculine side but we're not um, like bash your chests and, and, right. and hee-haw and, 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 all, and all that. <laughs> um, absolutely not.
0: Awesome, man. So, uh, you know, checked out your LinkedIn. Looks like you're just west of uh, London today. Did you grow up in, in the south of England?
1: Yeah. So I, I grew up um, in a little a tiny little town called Wokenham, which is just outside of Ascot, mm. um, and probably 30, 40 minutes outside of London, so, yeah, tiny little town.
0: Awesome, man. And then your background is in entrepreneurship. Um, I'm not sure, I didn't go back far enough before before that, but it looks like you had a, you know, I didn't dive too deep, but it looks like some type of creative space or maybe a marketing agency, co-working space was kind of the the vibe I got from your first business.
1: Yeah, my... um. Hey, I'll take I'll take I'll take you back um, mm-hmm. to like where where this all started for me actually, and and it's and it's and like and Steve Jobs said this, and, and when I heard his speech, I was like, oh my god, he said that so well about rec- like being able to connect the dots, and mm-hmm. you, but it, you can only connect the dots when you when when you look back, like it's really it's really hard to connect them looking forward, mm-hmm. and like now I can like really really see how. Things are pieced together for me, and like, and now I am in where I am now, like leading a group of like we have thousands of guys that that follow our work, and, and I'm like, if you'd have asked me if I was going to do this in like five years ago, I'd be like, no, I'm running my architecture business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm in construction, right? I'd, uh, uh, but I'd I'd actually been into like the I've been in the personal development and the personal growth space um, as a consumer since the age of 14, so really, really young. So when I was like 12, 13 years old, I had this growth condition where my muscle density was three years below what it should have been. Mm. And what that meant was that physically, I looked like a 10-year-old when I was 13. Mm. And when I was 16, I looked like a 13-year-old. Right. Right. And when and when you're around guys and girls at that age, you know what they're like. They yeah, it's just horrible. it's all it, they're horrible, right? <laughs> so I got I got I got picked on from a real early age. I got you know bullied physically by the guys. I got bullied um, you know verbally by the girls, and it was and it was not nice. And I I I, I like I I just remember. When I was like fourteen, fifteen years old, just like in my bedroom, listening to Blink One Eighty Two, and like, there's this <laughs> verse is. where they where they say like, <laughs> "Good things come to those who wait." I like, oh, a, and man. I'm like, good, "Good things come, good things come," and, and like, oh. it was a, fu- it was just a, it's a, trim- it, an awful That's time, and odd. I know it is, I know it is a, good, it's a it can be an awful time for like a lot, a lot of guys, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was a blessing. Now I look back at that, it was absolutely a blessing because I was like, "Well, what?" what can I do to be bigger? Well, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to, there must be. And I was into like men's health. So I was reading like men's health magazine and I was like, ah, I can, I can eat different food and then I can go to, go to a gym and I can actually build my muscles up, which is what I did. And, um, so from a really young age, I was in the gym environment and because I was able to actually make some physical change, I was like, Oh, this is interesting. I can do something, and I can improve that is interesting, and it makes me feel good and i was and I am starting to like gain more confidence from going to the gym and eating better and then I started to pay a little bit more attention to my appearance, so like the the milk bottle glasses that I had that when I was like thirteen, I used to think were cool, but they really really weren't right that's probably part <laughs> of the reason I got picked I got picked on right, because I had these things um and then it, that that like progression there um, helped me, you know, come out of that Pete being picked on and little Pete mm. t- through to oh god, cool, Pete's actually got a bit of muscle here, and like the rest of the guys haven't because then they weren't going to the gym, right? And um, so that's really started to change my trajectory from a young age.
0: Beautiful man, I had, I had a similar kind of arc, but the opposite problem at the start of being overweight. <laughs> always a uh, husky was the word my mom used so sweet <laughs> but yeah it was uh, you know luckily never bullied like particularly harshly I think I think that age is just like either this might be a hot take but like if you were never bullied you probably were a bully you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> type of situation <sighs> But, uh, yeah, it was very similar for me with getting into training for sports in that kind of um, confidence, you know. And it's it's a early lesson in, okay, if I commit to something, you know, discipline myself to this task, I will get some type of reward, which transfers over to other areas of my life completely unrelated to the initial task at hand. Yeah, uh, so I had a kind of very similar interaction with sports and I was listening to your podcast, the awakened man, which is fantastic by the way, if anyone's wants to listen, because I love how there's a very casual energy, but also, uh, I don't know if it's always you who's kind of guiding or like has topics, but you were able to bring it back to the core topics very nicely. Uh, so tip, tip of the hat. I really enjoyed it. Um, but appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. So this is what I think also is a nice niche to to look into I, you know for us as content providers I guess is that what we're doing or you know servicing because I I think we're we've identified we're both in that like more on the masculine fitness side of the house sports and lads 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 but I've f- felt like There's a, it can almost be a crutch to just lean into the fitness stuff as part of personal development. And my theory on that is that that's the language of expression that men are conditioned to being allowed to use. It's okay for us to be lads, 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 gym. And if, you know, thinking about like the big influential men and like the online media these days, it's like, Jocko Willink, David Goggins, these very famous guys who are just like all in on fitness, which is fantastic and a great starting point. But and they talk about mindset, but they're not talking about psychology properly, right? You know. So that what do you think yeah. about that?
1: Yeah, this is why I the the whole with like guys um, getting into the gym and guys doing sports, it's I think it and guys, looking after that, their physical health. They every, every man should do that. And where you're going with that with that next is like, and what I'd seen with women is that, like, if women have got something to say, they've got some shit on their on their shoulders, or there's some shit in their in their heart and their soul, and they want to talk about it. They do, they will talk about it to anyone and everyone. They talk about it to their partner. They talk about it to the hairdresser. They talk about it to any anyone that will listen. And 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 women are so great at doing that. Whereas us guys, we're not like a typical. And it's frowned upon to do that with men in society. It's frowned upon to to be to be kind of open and vulnerable, right? And and but because there are absolutely guys that will go way way too far the the wrong way and just be too open and too vulnerable, and then it it's it's seen as being soft. Mm-hmm. And and can be really off-putting for the opposite sex as well. Um, so what men tend to miss is that they get involved with the, the, like s- sports or or the gym or going out drinking, um, which is great for build like the sports-wise building a physique uh, and like that competitive edge is great for that. But and even the, the going out and socializing that is great for having community. Like it's great for just getting guys to guys need to be together. Guys need to be with other guys, right? If, you, if, if you're not, and, and you're just with the partner, it can get very, very lonely. Mm-hmm. Okay. So guys need to be with other guys. So, but what I, what I've seen with the likes of like, uh, Jocko, um, and, like, Goggins, and, like, who I love. I, like, I love all of those guys, and, and I watch them, and I listen to them, and they've been great inspiration to me. Jocko Winnick's book, Extreme Ownership, changed my life. Mm. Like, I, I literally used to have that, like, take ownership as a core value in a number of my businesses. Um, but I think what's missed is that probably I would, I would think that Jocko – and that all those guys, they probably have a good group of guys behind the scenes. That like they probably got good guys um, that don't just talk about tits and porn and whatever. When because the problem when you're going out with the, like your old schoolmates and you're going out getting <laughs> drunk, typically the convo- typically the conversation is just a surface level stuff. Yeah, and it's typically just a bit of lads banter, which, which is funny. But it's just surface level. Yeah. When you get a group of guys that are high level, you have de- you can have deeper conversations with them, right? And so you can have more meaningful conversations. And, and that's what, like, and guys need that because otherwise guys will keep it on their shoulders and in their chest and keep it and suppress it and keep it and suppress it. And until one day they'll fucking blow up, right? And then all the anger comes out, all the rage comes out because it's been suppressed whereas if you've got a good group of guys that are like consciously at a high level right they're not they're not idiots you are then able to have those sort of deeper conversations and the more meaningful conversations like the like the like ladies get to do quite regularly right because they're very open they're very open with doing that Does that makes sense
0: totally yeah of course i i, I agree um I had a group of friends in high school where a number of the guys were having crazy shit happen in their family lives or alternatively pretty serious mental health crises at various points. And it kind of just infused this empathy, I think, into our friend group to a point where it became a higher level communication became the norm. Um, and it's interesting too. To I think it kind of speaks to the overall conditioning of men to not lean into that. Because now, as time gone on has gone on, you know we're all older. We have our own lives, and when I go home, I still have to kind of push myself through that resistance to, you know, being super honest or super vulnerable. With the, even though I know they're like blood, you know, they're like literally my brothers. You know, I have that association with them, but it's still there's that resistance. So yeah, I think it's, it's interesting, man. And in, in my theory with this podcast or my effort is to offer more of those conversations about transparency and vulnerability, because I just think that there needs to be more signals going out there saying like, Hey, it's not only is it okay, it's actually good and it's important to be able to chop it up, you know? And even like, that's what we're doing, Right you know, you've shared things, I've shared things, nothing crazy, but I still think it maybe could be easy for us to forget that that actually matters and is, is useful for someone potentially listening. Um, yeah, I
1: can, I can tell you a story here. Um, this, 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 this actually ultimately came to the breakdown of my, my existing business. And my existing business, um, was by no means it I had, I had a team of 20 people and i had a three-story building in london uh we'd spent six years building it we had hundreds of clients We're dealing with multi multi-million pound projects and um on the on the exterior a very successful company uh, but for me on the on the interior like i was blown up like i wasn't i wasn't in a good place mm and and in like and ultimately in the end it was like the straw that broke the camels back one day i had, you know, I had a tiny little thing that pissed me off and i was like right well, that's it i'm done enough i'm done and 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 i left and i left that business within the space of three months from that from that day and ultimately it, it you know led me to to doing the work that i'm doing now and and it's you know, it was a, a complete blessing but because i didn't my my means of dealing with the the busyness of running a business and and the pressure of running a business and and having a team was not to talk about it, was to suppress it and to keep it to myself. And I'd outgrown so many of my friends. I, like even it, when I, even when I did see them, they didn't understand like what I was. Right. What they didn't understand my, what I was building and and the level I was now at. And so I didn't, and so the closest people I had to talk to were my staff, and you you can't talk right. to your staff <laughs> about your problems, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, uh, you, you, that does not fill them with confidence. <laughs> um, so that and it, and that became a problem for me because I, I, I in the end I, I, I couldn't handle it and I had a business breakdown. Um, and 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 there lies like if if I think at that time if I had like a group of high-level guys that thought that, that, that were thinking at a higher level and were able to like hold a, like a, a deep meaningful conversation and I was able to be open and vulnerable about the crap that I had going on I probably would have dealt with the the situation not just like when it when it ended abruptly but also the number of years leading up to multiple situations during that business relationship I would have dealt with them a lot better
0: mm-hmm and when when you think about high level or the the characteristics or qualities of somebody a man who's on that path, what are those attributes that take yeah, of you it, off?
1: Part of it is um is emotional intelligence. It, 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 like is is the like internal self mastery. Um, is being able is like a guy to be able to understand his own emotions and his and his roadblocks and, and what's going on in his head and, and to, and to have that intelligence to be able to hold a space for another guy to have to, to share something, but not, but not feel the, the need to, to butt in or to even, um, we, I call it one ups. So it's like, Tom, you might, you might say to me, Oh Pete, like I'm, I'm just going through, a, um, a breakup with my girlfriend and i go yeah yeah but i'm going through a divorce <laughs> right so i've just I just like one up to you um uh, so and and and, and so a lot of people like will do that from an empathetic way because oh, i can empathize with that because i'm also going through something but what can happen often is then, then they'll just hijack the conversation and then you were you were at, like you were wanting to share something meaningful and, and open with me in that moment but i hijacked it and and a, and a guy with like emotional intelligence and high emotional intelligence will know not to do that and will and will know to let the conversation flow and to, and you to be able to get something off your chest there and, and 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 to be able to ask the right questions so like that alone is is the is like a signs of a man that is consciously at a higher level.
0: Love it. And then <clears throat> internal mastery, what what does that mean for you?
1: Internal mastery is, it never stops. It, like it's the, um, Phil Stutz said this really well. Um, Phil Stutz, if you haven't watched the documentary on Netflix, I highly recommend it. It's called Stutz. Um, and he wrote the book called The Tools um, he said there's, uh, in life, um, everyone goes through pain and uncertainty. And it's for, and that's and true, like we all go through pain and we all go through uh, the, like uncertainty. Like we don't really know what's next. And that that is a given for us. Uh, so for a guy to... To understand that that is, is going to happen but to lean into it is to, to consistently move forward and consistently like when, when his mind is telling him no, stop, relax, stick in your comfort zone, stay in bed today, don't have the hard conversation, don't go and make that power move, don't go and make that sales call. When his brain is telling him to do that. But he's consistently moving forward anyway, and he's and he's having the hard conversation. He's getting out of bed. He's going to the gym. He's making a sales call. He's he, he's he's doing the shit he knows he needs to do as a man. Like that, that's a man who's begin who's who's beginning to master his brain. Like there's there's like self mastery there um, in understanding um, that he needs to keep pushing forward as a guy because because the, the moment he stops is the moment that he steps backward into comfort. And then backwards and backwards and backwards. And then it, it can lead to anxiety and depression and, and, and so forth.
0: Totally. Yeah, the the way I measure it for myself is just in observing moments of delayed gratification in my day-to-day, whether it's like, oh, another, another coffee right now or whatever the hell it is, that's an easy you know fix or distraction dopamine hit if i'm working oh let me check linkedin or let me you know check my email for the 10th fucking time today you know (laughs) whatever the distraction is from the task at hand and so that's how i try to do an internal audit of that self-mastery of don't speaking to myself now you know thomas just resist and um there's a a great book that you might you might enjoy and actually a potential guest for your podcast uh this gentleman, Dr. Christian Heim, he's out of Australia. I think he's in Melbourne. Um, he's a psychiatrist, and he wrote a book, um, Five Steps to Men's Mental Health. And he was okay. on my podcast, and the, something he said that stuck with me to this day, and that's the root of what I'm sharing, is that looking at systemic issues, looking at addiction in across societies, his theory... Is that building in and training delayed gratification is a way to prevent addiction. In the, we think about like horrible cascading addiction, like drugs, alcohol, you know, life ruining stuff. But building in those buffers and those moments of delayed gratification help build that resistance for us um, in other areas. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's um, yeah, a word I like to use for that. It's self-restraint. So the more, the more a guy is is, is like is restraining. So self-restraint. It, I mean, ultimately, it builds discipline, and you can apply that to everything. It's that you can apply that that to the, to the to the urge to go and watch porn. Yeah. To the urge to go and ah, oh, just gonna check Instagram. I'm gonna check Instagram, and then this beautiful lady pops up, and then I have an urge to go and masturbate. Mm -hmm. right or the or the urge to just go and sit and on your sofa for a couple of hours and not do a lot like but the constant like self-restraint will just make you stronger and stronger and stronger um and 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 build discipline as a guy
0: yeah the instagram is wild how that is just uh, (laughs) like i i now tell myself dude i'm like okay like yeah it's look at this Instagram model in front of my face right now. But it's just like to us, these are like nameless, faceless icons essentially, right? Or like, you know, symbols. It's like, and I'm not trying to minimize that person. Obviously they're a real person. But in that moment, you know, when they're coming through the internet to an individual's phone, to my phone, it's like in that moment, it's just an embodiment of like, sex or like sex sexuality right in the very like cheap hit you know so that that's what i tell myself in that moment i'm like dude don't even go there like you know it's like there's a million of these other people who just are using this instinct of men or women to try to sell right and that's what they're doing and it's kind of a cheap yeah
1: cheap giveaway but it's a problem it's oh, yeah. a problem it's a problem because they've got they are they are the majority of men that um will, will struggle to have self-restraint in those in those moments and and then it and it can really lead to just a massive form of um, procrastination in mm. and, and not doing the things you know you need to do and ultimately a form of just numbing just maybe like the, the the dooms the doom scrolling and then the looking at the ladies whilst you're doom scrolling to then go and you got an urge to go and then masturbate. And it can it can really get into this awful repetitive cycle and it's just and, and, and it's numbing and it's not healthy.
0: Totally. Yeah, and I don't I don't mean to say like I like am totally absolved of that or like don't get distracted or struggle with that too
1: oh neither am i like i'm not i'm absolutely not sat (laughs) in my high. like i I was very open about it the other week actually on 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 a a podcast that we Mm -hmm. did a video record this this podcast and i was extremely open about it because recently i have become single Mm -hmm. like i i am currently going through a divorce Mm -hmm. um which started about eight weeks ago and and but in the first couple of weeks i was like oh uh Okay, so I'm single now. I, this has been this has been a while since I've <laughs> since I've been single, right? And then, well, you know, when when the pretty lady comes up on on Instagram, and it's like, oh right, well, I don't have to feel bad about this, you know, because I am I am single, right? I, I I can look now, and it's I can so I'm like, I, I, fortunately, because I'm so aware, I caught myself in those moments. going Hang on a minute, right? I need to. That's, that's that I could easily fall into a, into a bad habit, and that would stop me then from doing the work that I I need to do, and actually fulfilling my purpose. And my purpose is absolutely not um, looking at women on Instagram and and, <laughs> and delaying me fulfilling my purpose.
0: Mm. Is is uh, I guess of of the common issues or like challenges your clients or your people in your community at the awakened man come to you with where does masturbation of pornography fit in that ecosystem
1: yeah it's high up mm-hmm. it's um we we uh, audited uh, all of our clients so when um when we have a new client come on board they 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 fill out some we we got scorecards, cards and it will assess every area of their life mm-hmm. um one and the the biggest addiction, um, I, I say I say addiction, it's not necessarily an addiction, but the, one of the biggest like vices was porn. You know, it is porn. It was, um, I can't remember. That. It was like 58% of the guys um, said that they, they had some form that like it was, they, they looked at it as probably a bit of a problem with porn. But they were doing it too much. That's a lot. And and consciously, they were like, oh, no, this isn't good.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Bro Nouveau podcast. Please leave the show a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. To enjoy full-length video episodes, head over to YouTube. You can search Pro Nouveau or simply follow the link in the episode description below. If you or someone you know would make a fascinating guest for this kind of conversation, you can reach me via email. That address is contact at bronouveau.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of the show.
1: Yeah, and so, it's to, and it's only it's, to, it's getting worse. It, like with the with this like new, I say new. It's not so new anymore. Any but like OnlyFans sort of world, it makes it like even more accessible with the AI world and, yeah. and and VR. It's just it's taking it to a whole new level. Like the other, I heard a conversation the other day around. You know the next thing will be like AI OnlyFans, where you can talk to your virtual girlfriend and and have all those conversations and have all those naughty videos and 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 so on. And it's it's AI, right? This is it's only it's only getting worse. It, yeah. because it's such a big industry. It's such a big industry to make money.
0: So so when you think about somebody struggling with that. Holistically or systemically going upstream. What are the, what are they trying to numb or feel from those virtual, you know, interactions?
1: Uh, l- Listen, I am. Um, I'm 36, so when I was in my teens, I we didn't have the luxury of like um, having iPhones. Mm. Um, and having phones um we had like my internet connection was the you know remember the the dial up connection Mm -hmm. like like, it was mega mega slow you know take five six seven ten minutes to like to actually connect to the internet then you had to wait for pages to load up so it was actually like in my younger years was quite hard to access porn i was freaking trying to I remember me and my mates were, <laughs> were trying to trying to get onto it what we what we used to find was um like magazines mm-hmm. right it's like the porn, porn magazines um but we'd find them we wouldn't we wouldn't go and buy them i think you had to be 18 to buy them but also to go to go into a shop to buy them we probably wouldn't have done that because you got you go you reaching up to the, the yeah, back then i don't know if they still got them but it was like top shelf magazines um and back then there would have been a fair amount of shame around doing that Mm -hmm. um whereas whereas nowadays nowadays like you can just pick up your iphone you can go into your bedroom you put your you put your headphones on and you can tune into anything you want right and no no one is none the wiser and and you can and and a boy and a young boy and and like i've you've seen interviews where there's like they're talking about young boys 10 11 year old are like heavily involved with porn because it's so accessible and and like even like i remember at my young age when i had access to like magazines every now and again like every now and again maybe once a month i might, we might see see one or something like that see but he, like, yeah that's it but i remember <laughs> i had a fascination with it and so, like, my journey on of porn and masturbation started like then, right? And then, but because I was really none the wiser on on whether this was doing me any damage or not, it just felt good, right? And every guy goes, "Oh, this feels fucking brilliant." Well, I'm going to keep doing this, but it then just becomes a habit because you do it, you do it enough times, it's just it's just habitual, right? Mm. Oh, I've got an urge. I know what I'm going to go and do. I've got an urge. I know what I'm going to do. It's it, it's just habitual. And then you don't – and it wasn't really until my, like, early 30s where I just became a little bit more conscious and I was listening to other guys and I was in, like, obviously relationship with, with women. And I thought, oh, actually, this is probably not – this isn't healthy because it, it gives me this, like, skewed perception of, a, of my potential sex life and like my sex life was no way near as good as what i could get if i could just watch a bit of porn right i could could watch whatever i wanted and it's as hard as i wanted it to be and but actually having that in a sex life is very unrealistic Mm -hmm. and so it gives this like skewed perception of reality and the and, and like and here's here's the next problem is that when guys or boys are watching this they're watching this from now na- in like in today's world they're watching this from when they're 10 11 12 years old and it, it, you haven't got you haven't you haven't got your senses then you're not fully developed you, you, you so for you it just feels good and you're going to keep and you're going to watch and watch and watching and it and it and it can very easily become an addiction and then and then from a really young age you have this skewed reality of sex and probably a skewed reality of women like is it's down it, 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 it could be downgrading to to a woman right and a, and a young boy would have a different perception of what a woman is and that's a and that's a that's a real real problem and it's but it's not slowing down because because there's just more 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 porn
0: yeah well very very well said very eloquently put with that i'm sure there are men or women listening who struggle with watching porn. So what what's your recommendation to somebody to break that loop at least temporarily or just, you know, first steps?
1: I Listen, I'm a bit hardcore with this. I'm a bit like, I'm a bit blunt, to mm-hmm. be honest. Um, for me... This, uh, so I can only really talk about it from my from my own experience here. Is that I just decided that one day I was going to hold myself to a higher fucking level, and I was going to hold myself to a higher standard, and that watching watching porn is not part of the man that I, that I am becoming, nor is it part of the man that I will look back on and go, do you know what? I am proud. I am freaking proud of that man, right? Nor my because I I got my my son is two and a half and i yeah and I want Leo to be able to look at me and be that's my dad right I am proud of that that's my dad right he 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 is not lazy he yeah, he's had vices he he has rectified his vices he is teaching me to be a to be a man and, and 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 that's how I hold myself to account and 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 listen and i'm not not on my high horse i i'm absolutely have moments of weakness and I, and I have moments of regret and that's the big one regret and and, it, and I think this is an easy one for, for any man um, or woman to to make small adjustments to their life is if there is something that you regret then you should change it the, so if at the end of the day yeah. you look back at your day and go do you know what I regretted watching that bit of porn or I regretted the way I talked to my wife or I regretted like how I showed up in that moment at work or I regretted just not going to the gym today, whatever, or I regretted eating those fucking 10 cookies that were sat in my <laughs> cupboard. I knew I shouldn't have eaten them, but I had a moment of weakness. And then before yeah. that moment turned into 10 cookies, right? I regretted that. And then the next day, just, just do one thing just to be better. Go what? Well, okay, well, I'm not going to eat. The, I'm not going to eat the cookies. I'm going to put the cookies in the bin, and I'm not going to eat them. That's my one thing. Or if I watch porn that day, and I don't want to watch it again, I'm going to hold myself to a higher standard. And today, I am not going to watch porn. That's my because I because I regretted that, and I'm not going to do it one day at a time because that's the standard of man that I hold myself to.
0: Love it. Thank you. Yeah, one day at a time. I. I always tell myself to whenever i have that slip or that regret the thing i remind myself and to try to get pumped up is that you go again tomorrow try again that's the beautiful thing you know especially if we have our health you know and neither of us are planning on getting hit by a bus today so hopefully we'll be here tomorrow and we can try again and that's the kind yeah. of message of positivity i give myself to is that you know sit with the shame you know use the shame right or the regret like not not to soak in the toxicity and be like self be like yeah like i suck not like that but more just <clears throat> feel this regret feel the shame right feel why and think about and reflect why does this feel bad you know what what is my conscience or my Instinct telling me about this thing. Why does my body not like this? And then implement a change. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Or just and here's another like quick tool. This is this is a quick tool, and I use this all <laughs> the time. And it's mega simple, mm-hmm. but it freaking works. Is that if you've got an urge to do something that you know you shouldn't do, go and do 50 press ups. drop <laughs> drop down, do 50 press ups, or do 30 burpees. Do one, do one of the two. And then, and then once you've done that, see how you feel afterwards. See if you still feel about doing the thing.
0: Love it. That's like the level up. Remember the old, like if uh, you're not sure you want to go on a date with someone like masturbate and then figure out if you want to go on a date with them. (laughs) It's like the evolved (laughs) version of that.
1: This is the evolved (laughs) version. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's awesome, man. So, Pete, tell me more about The Awakened Man. I mean, you've mentioned, you know, bits and pieces, but how would you describe it, you know, high level?
1: Um, High level, like, high level this was built for guys like me. Like when, um, so a couple of years ago, I felt like if I was really, really honest with myself that I was probably at a level four on my potential scale. Like I knew I had so there was so much more for me, and there was, and, and I was like, is this really what life? If this is this really what life is, I know that there was a lot. There's a whole lot more for me to achieve, and I know I'm playing at level four out of ten, and like, and I know that if I get to ten, that my whole world will change. And I wasn't living a bad life; like I wasn't broken. I didn't need fixing um and so and we take guys we we, you know, we 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 delve into their inner psychology we delve into their internal resistance and uh, internal beliefs help them get over their fears and then we help them to live to a higher standard of living in every in every facet not just their relationships not just their their wealth every every facet higher standard
0: mm. and who are we in this scenario
1: there's three of us that run the company. So there's myself, and there's Ben Owen, and there's y- y- Dadabai. Um Dadabai. um was used to be my mentor, and he mentored me for many years. He is um, he's doing his PhD in positive psychology. He's training psychotherapist. Mm. He's done his. Um, he calls it the second mountain, right? So he's he, he built the big nine figure business, and, and now he's on the, um, the, the the second stage of life where it's more about helping. And so, and it was the same. It wasn't the same with me. Like, I, like I built a multi-seven-figure business, but there's still a big part of me that wants to go out and make more money. Absolutely, sure. and I'm very, very vocal about that. And I am still on that. I'm still on that wealth journey. Like, I'm still. There's still loads of me to go there. But what I have absolutely found is that for for once in a in a long time, that there's a real purpose for me in the work that we're doing. Um, and I, I get to build this amazing company and I get to hang around with all these cool guys all the time and like we get to go out and now we're going to Crete at the end of September. There's there's 22 of us at the moment. I'm sure they will probably be up to 30 when we get there and it just, and we're going for like four or five days and we're nice. just going to go and do some real cool stuff together, right? And then we're staying in this beautiful villa. I mean, it's cool and that's like it's – and I know that the guys will leave that and they will have transformation, like because it's a completely different environmental change, and we're going to do some phenomenal work whilst we're there. We're going to have loads of fun. We're going to have loads of adventure. We're going to do some phenomenal work, and they will leave, like, and they'll make big shifts in their life because of the work that we'll do on that, on those three or four days.
0: Love it, man. Well, the authenticity is shining through you, Pete. It's 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 beautiful. Yeah. Thanks, dude. For sure. I have a few callbacks from our conversation. So one. You know I'm sorry you're going through a divorce that's really tough. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, um
1: the every, every everything has a as a lining and like a silver lining if you want it to be. And like and, th- and this is absolutely something that I have that I have learned through the harder times that I've gone through in life that through adversity there is growth if you want there to be if you want to look for growth, there is growth. Um, then I've learned that through, you know, losing my, my best friend in a car accident all the way through to me going through a divorce is that yes, there's, there's pain, but there is absolutely growth here. And, and actually like, I can see the stars aligning because I've had so many men reach out, um, about them going through divorce and about them or, or separating. Um, And like wanting, wanting support and wanting, wanting help there from us. So I can, and for me, it's just, it's another experience now where I can, I can grow from this and then from my growth, I can help others.
0: Love it. The um, muscular condition you had, is that something that just once you hit puberty, it evened out or how did that end up playing? um yeah kind of like i don't know really,
1: i don't really know whether it evened out like i was quite small for quite some time but because i i hit i started going to the gym um and i started eating better and eating more like i just adapted my it was my own i, I truly believe it's my own doing nice right I, I i forced the issue there
0: nice and then lastly what were the sports that you played slash still play
1: Sports. Um, so I used to play football back in the days, but I played football for ages um, for like the local local teams, mm-hmm. and then I stopped when I was like seventeen. Um, it was it was a choice. Do I? Cause when I got to seventeen, it was like you you go into the um, adult teams. So it's like, do I go into the adult teams? And I didn't really fancy it because my, my, I just started my career um, when I was seventeen years old. I started I started in corporate then. And I was, and I really wanted to play full-out with Corporate. And plus, I was really getting into the gym. So the gym, I because I'd been going to the gym now for a number of years. I started to take it really seriously uh, in my late teens, and then in my early twenties, I started to compete in the gym world. Um, and then I, I, I competed in professional bodybuilding, professional like fitness modeling for a number of years. I got my pro card. Cool. Um, and I competed against all the professionals. So like the the gym became my my place where i would work on my physique and and because and it wasn't it was a sport it was a competitive sport for a number of years because i was competing um sometimes it was very lonely because you're there training on your own but there are other times where because there was a team of us that were competing and then i I had that that team kind of sport so now nowadays it's um boxing it's it's still it's still the gym i've never never stopped the gym um but a bit a bit of boxing as well
0: fantastic well hey man it's been an absolute pleasure chopping up with you and uh for me personally a kick-ass way to start my week so thank you and uh anyone who's interested in pete's work can go to awakenedman.org and find his website of the the company and the the community to the building
1: yeah 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 absolutely or if you're on instagram follow me on instagram it's pete underscore taylor i'm I'm really active there. Very, very active <laughs> on my stories. Not
0: too active now. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm, con- I'm consciously active. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> awesome. Thank you.
1: Cheers, my man.